The following program is powered by Ride the Wave Media. Introducing the best podcast in Utah, Radio Daybreak. Here are your hosts, Just Plain and Bex. Oh, yes, here we go. Another episode. This is going to be the biggest one yet, Bex. We got the most guests. I'm so excited. Yeah. Most guests we've ever had on. We got, we got, we got a author from Daybreak yeah. right here. He's going to be on. We've got a podcast coach. And we've got a former NFL player and one of my buddies with him, too. We won't talk about oh him. But. No, You've been busy this week. To say I'm, kid, I'm kidding. But, yeah, that's true. But that but that guy that I'm talking about is Alex Hardy. And he's a, he's a veteran in his own right. So don't get that too twisted. But <laughs> but what are you wearing? Is that a got Radio a Daybreak, Daybreak hoodie? Yeah, I got my new Radio Daybreak gear on. Hey, don't you worry. I got one for you, too. Oh, I can't wait. Where can, can we buy this? Yes, absolutely. They will be available on our website soon. Soon. Uh, so we, we got we got hoodies, hats, yeah, shirts. Yeah, we got hoodies. We got. we've got sweatshirts. We've got um, the zip ups. We've got t shirts and hats. All kinds of swag. You guys got to check out our website. I love it. So that's radiodaybreak.com. You can check I didn't out know our you new were merch. Being envious. Yeah. Right. But I love that. I got that. yours too, Blaine. I got yours. Right, what too. else? What else is going on? What What did you do this week? Well, Anything? hello, the Super Bowl. Oh, Super Bowl's coming up. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl <laughs> with our former NFL player later on in the show. And we're going yes. to talk about the biggest question of all. We're not even going to mention yeah. it now. We know what that is. We no, what don't is. give it away. It's not even about the game. You already know. But let's get to our first guest. We got Skyler from UtahHustlers.com. It's a podcast called Utah Hustlers. I got to ask him. We got to know where that name came from. Skyler, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm excited to be here. This has been a little bit of a, I don't know if I could say, should say dream or like <laughs> desire to be on this, this podcast. Okay, so it took me forever to find a name for Utah Hustlers. Because um, yeah. usually how I name anything, whether it's a, a side hustle business or a podcast, I just get everything out on paper or on, or on just like notes on my iPad. I'll just put down like 50 names the weird ones, the good ones, and I'll just mix and match things. And mm -hmm. what I actually came up with was Utah Built. Um, and that was also going through asking a couple other people. I was like, hey, that, that sounds cool. That's brandable. Yeah. That's like something people want to know about. And I didn't see anything. And then I looked on YouTube and someone had started that podcast name. You know, use that name like three months before. <laughs> so I was just barely too late. But I think it was a good thing because... I think Utah Hustlers actually speaks more to the audience because that's literally who the podcast is for. It's for the Utah mm -hmm. Hustlers. Yeah, so it's for uh, Utah entrepreneurs who have started a business and need help taking it to 10 grand a month. And so that's where Utah Hustlers, we're, like the people that are in that grind that don't have money to build big teams yet and to have a huge production for their businesses. They're, it's, the, it's the entrepreneur that's wearing all the hats, the marketing, the managing, the oh, servicing, yeah. all that. So I wanted to help those people become more successful because that's where I'm at. That's where, like, mm -hmm. when I started, that's exactly where I was at. So I created the podcast I wanted to listen to. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to just interview these people that have done what I'm trying to do and learn from them, and I'll share it with everybody else. So that's that's where the, the idea came from. I just wanted to help Utah entrepreneurs, Utah hustlers. And, um, Love it. 
So jumping into that, like what, what key advice do you have for emerging podcasters? Because there's so many different directions that when you're first starting this, you know, a lot of different ways that you can monetize your show, especially here in the Utah scene. So what expert advice do you have for, for those emer- emerging in this venture? The first thing I would tell anyone, any emerging podcasters, people that want to start a show and think about monetizing it later on is start with uh, two goals. One goal for yourself, like the selfish goal. If you got everything out of this podcast you wanted, what would that be? Do you want to make money? Do you want like, and how do you want to make money? Is that with sponsors? Do you want to do super chats on YouTube going live? Do you Mm -hmm. want to sell your own products and services? And so we got to be very intentional. It's like, hey, what do we want out of this? Because then we can set it up in a way that will eventually lead to that. So that set that goal, and then you have to set another goal for your listeners. What is your dream outcome for the listeners? What are they gonna get out of it? Because mm-hmm. if we only set the goal for ourselves, like what do we want? Probably won't explode because we're not thinking about the people that we're trying to serve. Mm-hmm. So we wanna set the goal. So for my podcast, Utah Hustlers, is I wanna help Utah entrepreneurs grow their business to 10 grand a month, but I wanna be able to do that, like help them do that within 12 months. So wow. if people listen to it within six to 12 months of listening to every single episode and applying it, that's the key. It's not information. That's the problem. It's the implementation. Got to have that if action. They, mm-hmm. uh, if they apply it, then in six to 12 months, they'll have a six figure business. So that was my goal for the listeners. Like I want the information I bring them to be very specific and very helpful in helping them reach that goal. I love that. A lot so. of people out there say podcasting is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I had to laugh at those people. It's the same people that were saying radio was dead. Now I did. This, I've yeah. done this for twenty plus years. This ain't going nowhere. It's not going anywhere, <laughs> man. No. You you hear this? You hear podcasting's dead or radio's dead, and then you see the news. Smartless, hundred million dollar deal going to SiriusXM from Amazon. Joe Rogan. Yeah. Hate him or love him, the guy just signed a two hundred fifty million dollar deal for his podcast. There's <clears> money. <throat> there's money out there, man. Yeah. Oh. Totally. But, but I feel like it, it always gets a bad rap, man. How, you want to speak on that? Like, what are you thinking? Is it going to die? I don't think it'll die. I think it's exploding now more than ever. So in, in COVID 2020, 2021, that's when it really exploded because everyone was mm-hmm. at home. They're like, all right, I'll start a podcast. And yeah. I think it's just been growing from there. And the, the great thing about a podcast is it gives you a lot of content. So uh, I see a lot of people out there, they want to do affiliate marketing. They want to <laughs> grow their, their own coaching businesses or just their own businesses in general. And everyone knows if you're on social media, money follows attention. So the more we can post on social media and, and give value and get that attention, the more we're going to make. And so with the podcast, why, the reason why I think it's exploding now more than ever, not to discourage people from starting, like do it. Because there's a lot of people, it's a lot more work than, than your, uh, like the other social media platforms. So still do it. Don't, don't let that scare anyone. But so with the content you can produce from it, so like you... You record a podcast with a guest, okay? You can get, you have the full interview. So let's say it's an hour. So that's a YouTube video. That's also a podcast that goes on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Audible, everywhere. Absolutely. Then you can make, I make probably 10 to 15 social media clips from those episodes. So there's mm-hmm. another 10 to 15 pieces of content. You can create a blog post from it. And I actually use AI to create my blog post. So I, mm-hmm. I have AI tools that transcribe the entire interview and then it turns it into a blog post. So there's a blog post and that helps with SEO, getting people to, to our websites. And then after a while, after you've produced an epi- uh, a podcast for let's say 50, 100 episodes, you can actually take those episodes and put them into chapters for your book. Mm-hmm. So it just there's so much content you can get from it. And I didn't even talk about like, taking little one-liners from it and posting mm-hmm. it on X, yeah. or X Twitter, 
threads. So there's just, there's so much content you can get from it. So I think that's why it's exploding more than ever is because you can do one thing, but mm -hmm. have content for two to four weeks. Exactly. Absolutely. So that recycle, yeah, repurpose, reuse. Yep. Work smarter, not harder, right? Hey, like, I was, yeah. a, I, I was a repurposed king in radio. We were literally talking about that before you came on. Yeah, like, we were. Like, I'm always looking for ways to reuse content because you never know who missed it the first time or you never know mm -hmm. what it might catch on this time. Like it's always, it, it, it always comes across different to see a lot of that content. Now, what led you to want to do this? Like what, what's, what's your personal journey to get here? Yeah. So when I was in high school, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew I didn't mm -hmm. want to go work for someone else because my dad was an entrepreneur. And I saw that, mm -hmm. well, like the results he was able to create and he was able to take us on a few more vacations. And I saw some of my friends going on and I really liked that. So I was like, I want to be able to do that for my family. So mm -hmm. I started out 18, knocking doors, doing window washing. And I did that for about a decade. But as I was doing it, I was learning all these skills. Like, okay, what works with knocking doors? Does flyers make more sense? Does knocking on doors make more sense? So anyway, I was doing that. Tried, failed, tried, failed. Bought this, bought that. Lost money here, made money there. And so I did that for a long time and, and started a bunch of different side hustles, flipped furniture. I bought and sold cars for a while. It was fun. That's actually funny because my parents, I would, I would buy cars when I was 19, 20. And for, in the intention of keeping it, if it didn't sell, but if it did, great. But they're always like, oh, it's not an investment. Like you won't make money on a car. <laughs> and I made like, I think the most I made on a car was like, I think I made two grand in two weeks off of a car. Wow. And for 19, 20 year old, oh, yeah. I was like. That's a I'm lot of good. money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, 19, 20, you're ready to retire. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. So, so you're, you're the very definition of a hustler. So oh, your, your own personal journey, it sounds like, started off early with this hustle. Yeah, I would buy stuff off eBay, sell it locally on KSL, Facebook Marketplace. And yeah, so, but as I was doing like the window cleaning, I would listen to podcasts nonstop. Just like, oh. hey, I might as well learn while I'm working, making money. So yeah. after so long of listening to them, I would find myself asking the questions that the host was asking their guests. Mm. Like I would ask it and then they would ask it immediately. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I should be a podcast host. <laughs> and I don't know if that was just like some special intuition I had. I don't think so. I think anyone can do that. But after a while, this idea of like starting a podcast came into my mind because I was also going to personal development seminars, did a mm -hmm. bunch of one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, a lot of different things like that. And so I bought all the equipment. It sat in my closet for about three months. <laughs> and then I was just like learning off of YouTube, the University of YouTube. That was, it Love took it. like so long because everything's so unorganized on YouTube. So it took forever yeah. to learn. But um, eventually I, I learned it, started with a friend and started a couple different shows since then. But that's like how it got started, my idea for a podcast. And, and eventually it led into starting Utah Hustlers, which is what it is today. Nice. And now oh, you've, got, you've got a physical studio too, right? Yeah, yeah. So I have, a, I have a studio in South Jordan that I record in. But yeah, I built it for me and it was just like, hey, if other people want to use it, come use it. So I built it with kind of some customizations in mind with the lighting and banners you can put up and things like that. And recently bit out, built out another podcast set for people to use. And that's the one I'm sitting in now. And I, a lot of people are liking it more. I'm liking it a little more because it's a little yeah. brighter. But Hey, we but saw yeah. those pictures. Yeah, we're hey, seeing hey. it now. But we saw those pictures on social. It's nice. Hey, yeah. got some nice digs. So if you've got anybody <laughs> out there that wants to come down there and check it out, what do they got to do? Best way is probably go on, go on Instagram or Facebook and just type in Utah Podcast Studio. Hit me up there. And yeah. You can also yeah, find out it. more at utahhustlers.com. That's, that's Skylar's website. And I noticed that, that you're on a short break from your podcast. When can we expect it to come back? 
Let's see, January, February, March. I think I was shooting for March is when I'll, I'll have it back. So I'm still doing interviews, still editing. I just wanted to get more ahead of schedule. And I was spending yeah. so much time on the podcast that my business is hurting the business a little more. I need to just put mm-hmm. a little more time into that. And so I was like, okay, well, this is a lot of information. I have so much to apply for myself and hopefully the listeners do too. So I was like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to take a little break. I'll keep doing the interviews and just get more ahead of schedule. So that way I don't feel so, I don't stretched know, bombarded. <laughs> yeah, stretched thin. Yeah, exactly. Lane and I have been there, Skyler. Yeah. You are talking our language right so, now. So, that's great stuff, man. And me and you had to be in touch because it sounds like we got yeah. a lot of crossover here. So I yeah. want to help you help me help you. <laughs> yeah. We can help Absolutely. each other. I'd love it. Right? We always talk about collaboration. And this is a business. So you I, talk about having your systems, your tools, your people, your leverage in place. Hey. Totally. I just, I just <laughs> mentioned two shows that are worth $350 million combined. It is a yeah, business. It is a business. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you don't even need to make $350 million to be yeah. su- a successful podcaster. If you just Not had all, 1% man. of that, you'd be doing better than most people. So Better than most because here's a, here's a crazy set I saw, man. You, you, you've probably heard this. And if not, you got to pat yourself on the back. But 44% of all podcasts, three episodes and they're done. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Three and done. That's wild, though, to think that there's that many podcasts out there. And on top of that, 44% fail. Like, they're done. So you got you to – I like what you said in the beginning. Basically, treat it like a business before you start. Mm-hmm. You can't think, oh, well, maybe something will happen. No, 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 no. If you think that way, you're going to end up in that 44% if you ask me. <laughs> exactly. And it is fun, but work. it is a lot of work. <laughs> can I can I give your listeners a little, like, like guide on how to start please. your podcast for free, like, today? Let's yes, please. Okay, so – First thing to get it out to on on either, like go start a YouTube channel, but you can get on YouTube and Apple, Spotify, all that's free. Go to Spotify for podcasters. Just Google it. It'll be the first result. You can set up your podcast account. It'll be connected to your Spotify account. And then from there, you download the app on your iPhone or Android, and you can start recording straight from your phone. Talk about Mm -hmm. something you're passionate about, and that's you can just start for free. And then if you're like, hey, this is something I want to do more, then... Hey, I'd, I'd love to help you. You guys probably have great advice for podcasters too. So mm-hmm. it's easy to start for free. You just got nowhere to go. I love yeah. it. All right. That was Skylar from Utah Hustlers, the podcast, utahhustlers.com. Man, that's a, that's a great interview. He had, he had some great insight. I loved it. I loved the passion. Yeah. yeah. I hope his podcast goes far. We're going to actually be in touch a little bit because we said we got some things in common we got to talk about. So for sure, we're going to go down there. Yeah. Yeah, we are. I, I hope to like do some more collaboration with him. Super cool guy. I love his message that he's out there, you know, helping other people and getting the word out to, you know, small business owners, especially. Yeah, right here in Utah. So that's that's yeah. big stuff. But yeah. later on, we're still going to get into some Super Bowl talk with our correspondent down at Radio Road, Nick Ferguson, former Denver yes. Bronco. But let's get to our next guest. Daybreak's own author. We're going to ask him about these books. Stephen Klopfenstein, welcome to the show. Welcome, Stephen. So great to have you. Now, Stephen, tell me about this this first book. Yeah, totally. So, so yeah, so I started in college, and I basically spent years writing this first book that I ever wrote, which had a number of titles, and I ended up never publishing it. I went through the whole process of writing it, editing it, queried it to some agents, and ultimately I had to just be like, I think I learned a lot from this process, but it's not like it needs too many fixes to to be workable. And mm. so I basically then 
took everything that I learned from the first book and poured it all into my next book, which actually was published, and that was called The Shadow Watch, which is an epic fantasy. <laughs> yeah, you got it too. I've got <laughs> it over here. I've got it. This yeah. Great. yeah. Yeah. So let me tell you, let me, let me just read from the back cover here the uh, description of what the book is. Now, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but ripped from her homeland and sold for a handful of coins, 17 year old Tori grew up a slave in a foreign empire. All her life, surrounded by injustice and cruelty, she ached for the chance to fight back. This is a, this is a dope book right here. Tell me what this book <laughs> yeah. is, just in a little bit. What would what would you compare this book to? Like something else? Sure. I, th I think the closest comparison is the Shadow and Bone series on Netflix. Oh yeah, uh, it's a it's a fantasy series that's done pretty well. And readers have I've had many readers say they they've gotten some some Shadow and Bone vibes from this. So. It's like that with a little bit of Game of Thrones and a little bit of Hunger Games mixed in there. Oh, um, oh man. Because it's got about a revolution and some things this like is, that. So. This is right up my alley. I, I need a copy. Maybe an, a signed copy even would be kind of, I'm going to throw that out <laughs> Signed copies. I, I, I might know a guy. <laughs> hey, let me, let me, I got to okay, read the last sentence on here because this is going to tell you even more and get you more hyped up about this book. Oh. Welcome to the breathtaking world of the Shadow Watch, where sorcerers are hunted Monsters rise out of myth, and the fate of all hangs on love and betrayal. Wow. This this is my type of book. Yeah. I love that he went and told us his inspirations and, and because I like I like that. But look, I'm a creative, we're all creatives here, and I don't think any idea just comes out of nowhere. You get inspiration from all oh. these places and you put it together, yeah. and that's what makes it special to you and your identity. Tell me about this panther. Absolutely, I think Oh go ahead, go ahead, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I was just going to say, yeah, I think anybody who thinks that they're like coming up with the, the brand new thing, everybody enjoys things and takes inspiration from all the stores that they love. And, and, and your, your unique take on it is what you bring to the table mm -hmm. for the story. Yeah. So if our listeners want more information, how do they find your books? Where can they find you? And tell us a little bit where you're at. Socials. We talked about that. Oh, Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so I write under the pen name S.A. Glopenstein, and so my website's author S.A. Glopenstein, and I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and all the, all the social media <laughs> um, <laughs> under S.A. Glopenstein, so you can find me there. And then my, the easiest way to find my books is on Amazon. They're, the e-books the e are exclusive there, and my audiobooks are everywhere, so if you listen to audiobooks on any platform you can probably find it you can ask for from the library and things like that okay awesome awesome and your latest book is guild war it came out late last year just released late last yeah. year it's the third book in your pantheon series is that correct yeah that's right awesome, awesome. i love this let me let me let me shed a little light on this pantheon series for you the genre of book is called lit rpg that's a literary role-play game basically so yeah. what that means is if you're familiar with the video games the rpg video games and you got hp and mp all your hit points steven has actually put that into the book so this is a type yeah. of genre this is cool to me steven this is this takes a lot of that's awesome it's a lot of brain power to put this together man <laughs> tell me like, <laughs> how did you get all like where did where did that, that inspiration come from was it actually yeah. rpg video games yeah, yeah, for sure. So 
So I've had this idea for a long time. So lit RPG is an up and coming genre that's been that's a subgenre of fantasy that has a special basically emerged out of the indie publishing community. So basically, big time publishers aren't publishing this stuff, but they're just starting to pay attention because there's people making millions of dollars writing these books. And so <laughs> there's a, a couple of series like they launch in the top ten on Amazon every time. And stuff like that. So now they're starting to take notice because people want this type of book. But yeah, so it takes it. I think of it as basically like you get you get a little older and you had tons of time and tons of fun playing video games. And then you get to a stage where you have a lot less time. You can't like a game comes in days binge playing. Maybe some people Blaine, can, but Blaine both can both relate to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing <laughs> still can. <laughs> But so this kind of feeds into that. Basically, you take it a lot of this like game nostalgia and stuff. Uh, for me, one of my favorite games was Skyrim. Oh, yeah. And Assassin's Creed, especially the early yeah. ones. And so I've, I've heard a lot of, of those, probably my enjoyment for those two games in particular into this series. The, the setting is like a city filled with assassin, assassins and thieves. Even like even, that. The, even a cover of Den of Thieves. Yeah. Is not- it's very Assassin's Creed inspired. Yeah, I, I literally sent my designer. I was like, "Here's some Assassin's Creed images. I want people to see this cover and be like, and it like triggers some Assassin's recognizable. Creed recognizable." Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. that was totally, totally what I was going for. The actual storyline of the of the series is very, very different from Assassin's Creed, but but just some of the some of the gameplay, some of the action and stuff, still. Still touches on those vibes, and then there's some dashes of the, um, yeah. just some kind of classic fantasy stuff mixed in there too. That World of Warcraft, Assassin's and... Creed, yeah, yeah. You've got you've got all your typical fantasy creatures, orcs and kobolds, and different things like that are thrown in there too. So it's a mishmash. Of I'll tell you what. Things. I'll tell you what, Steve. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I got to get you on game related. I was going to say, here it comes. And we're going to yeah. get, we'll get real deep in there and start talking about stuff. Cause I'd like to, I'd like to talk to you about other RPG games, man, like the Witcher and fallout yeah. and even final fantasy chrono trigger. One of the greatest of all time right there. Yeah. I could nerd out all day, but we're not going to do it right here. <laughs> hey, listen, we just shut down that stereotype. You, we're no that's longer right. calling you that. That's, <laughs> that's right. True. Yeah. That's true. Oh, so, no, so I, I love do, it. I do want to have you on game related. We're, we're going to do that. We'll get more oh, of your books. We'll get more on that. But for now, appreciate you jumping on the show with us. This is great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Great interview with Stephen Kloffenstein from right here in Daybreak. Author of the Shadow Watch. That's his uh, his latest book. That that's that's a great book. I, I got him right here still. I, I need to borrow your copy. Guilty. I, I still have not read it. I need I, to. I need to borrow your copy. The, no, I can't let you borrow these because these are signed. And I don't know. You're gonna you you'll hold on to them if I let you, you borrow. You know where these. to find me, Blaine. You uh-huh. know where to find me. Yeah, but he's got the Shadow Watch series, and then he had the Pantheon series, Den of Thieves. You can find both of those books out there wherever you find books. Now I'm ready for this. This is gonna be fun. This is our, we're about to go out to our Super Bowl correspondence. Alex Hardy and former Denver Bronco Nick Ferguson. Berg. Down there at Radio Row. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. Hey guys, so good to have you. Appreciate you guys. Love being a part of the family. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see you guys, man. So, Nick, you actually at one point were was coaching 
helping coach for the San Francisco 49ers. And this was back in what, 2017-ish? 2017, 2017 and 2018. So that was the beginning of this team that we're seeing in the Super Bowl now. So how much credit do you want to take for getting these guys into the Super Bowl? <laughs> all of it. Take all of it. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm not going to take any of the credit. Uh, the only thing is I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that uh, I didn't get a chance to experience any of this because if you know my career, we got there uh, 2005-2006 season. We played against the Pittsburgh Steelers and we lost at home. And everyone thinks that when you lose, well, all the coaches are going to come back, all the players are going to come back, we're going to make another run. It's going to be sort of like Patriots and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and it was anything of the sort. So I'm a little bitter that uh, I didn't get a chance to uh, experience. So right now I live vicariously through John Lynch, my former teammate, Kyle Shanahan, and also his father, Mike Shanahan, who I talk to on uh, an everyday basis. So, yeah, man. And if you wanted to know right away who I was rooting for, I just told you. Yeah. Bex, what you got for him? I don't know, Blaine. I mean, I'm just like so overwhelmed. I don't even I don't even know how to handle this. Like our family is just going to be a massive rivalry. Like we're about 50%, 50%. I don't know if I should be telling you this, Nick, but we've got some KC fans in my house. We've got some longtime Niner fans in our house. We're trying to convert the one to the other. I'll let you figure out what's what. <laughs> <laughs> you talked to, well, you mentioned Brady and, and those Patriots always being back. That's what the Chiefs, have sort of become, right, Nick, where they're just, they're a constant in the AFC championship. They don't have the same success quite yet, but they're underdogs for the first time, yeah. I think, ever in their yeah. third, fourth Super Bowl appearance. I mean, I get, but before Nick answers it, I got to say, I get mad when I keep seeing underdog, 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 and you hear it's their, what, fourth Super Bowl in the last five years? If that was anybody else, that's a dynasty. Mm-hmm. That's not, not underdog. That's They're a They're not dynasty. my Patriots yet. They're not my Patriots yet. <laughs> Nick, what do you think about that? Do you think KC lives off of being the, the underdog, though? Are they getting, they getting a kick out of that or what? Well, yeah, they do. Because consider what you guys just said. When you think about Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, they have been in this moment a lot. And being a Broncos fan and living here in Denver, I'm sick and tired of it. I'm just telling you. I mean, it's, it's getting on my damn nerves, right? But, but here's, the, here's the reason why they're considered underdog. Because remember at the start of the season and even towards the end of the season, how awful their receivers were. And now Kansas City, they're winning games with their defense or because of their defense, not their offense. So that's why they're viewed as being underdogs and have been thus far. Well, you're forgetting that Travis Kelsey is playing his best football for the end of the year. I'm sure it has nothing to do with his relationship that has completely <laughs> overshadowed the NFL season. People ask me, what's the storyline of the Super Bowl? It, it has to be Taylor Swift. There's an effect that it is having not just on the NFL landscape, you know, the game within the lines, but people talking about football because mm-hmm. Taylor's there. Wow. That's special. I'm glad you asked that, Alex. You know, I, I thought Blaine was throwing that to me to talk about Tay-Tay, but no. you know, I'm safe. I'm safe. <laughs> no, I love, look, I love Taylor Swift. I love what she's been doing for NFL. I love for how she's been exposing some of these misogynist people on social media because what? They're getting upset because they see a girlfriend and boyfriend being happy on television. She's enjoying a football game. She gets yeah. shown for less than 60 seconds a game. It's not new. That they show celebrities at games. Come on. And she's brought in over $300 million 
for Kansas City for for that that ball club. That's crazy. That seems low. That seems low. That was that was like last <laughs> week. This number could be higher. I guarantee you this will be one of the most watched Super Bowls. Hey, is she gonna make it though? She's got that that show in Tokyo. Of course. Oh yeah, you know her tight her her flight time is pretty tight. I hear. Yeah. So. What do you think about this Taylor Swift stuff though, Fur? What are you thinking? First and foremost, I have to say this. Um, now I can divulge to people that I listen to Taylor Swift because let's go, let's go. <laughs> Being a black guy in Denver, that's not what I'm supposed to listen to. So I, I can uh, toss it out there. I do happen to have her song "Bad Blood." Uh, on my playlist because okay. when I'm working out and I need to work into a lather and I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I go automatically go bad blood and it gives me the energy. And the idea of Taylor Swift missing this game, the NFL will not allow it because, like you said, they generated so much money because of her. Kyle's juice check's wife, right, who made Taylor Swift's jacket. She it's cool. It's really cool what she's doing. Deal with the NFL. That's so wild. It's like, yeah. Look, man, it's about getting in where you fit in. And once again, here's what I'll do. It's the only thing I'll say about Taylor Swift that's negative. Because of Taylor Swift, those ticket prices I mentioned earlier have now gone up. That's why they are those What are those yeah. prices? Because, yeah, what were they again? What's those prices? Uh, they were starting at probably about 6000 And they're, Yes. And they're starting to move up. So those prices are higher than a giraffe ass. Yeah. Lane, I see you scowling over there, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we're going, we're rolling into the weekend here. You know, it's, they're going to be way above and beyond that. Yeah. You might see me sitting up in Taylor's box. I might get an invite to Taylor's box. But I think I, I, somebody, somebody did say that the NFL would push the time of the game. I heard about that. <laughs> they said they would push it. The, and I think they would. Why yeah, wouldn't you? Think about it. It's not just pushing the time of the game, but it's making sure that Taylor, once again, she's, she's wealthy. So she can get on a private jet and get there on time. And oh, by the way, yeah. they will make sure that there is a police escort to oh, get yeah. her in oh, her sure. box. And here's how crazy Taylor Swift mania has been. When she, when she went to the Jets game, now you know that there's a Deadpool movie that's coming out. Hugh Jackman yeah. is in the movie. He, both he and Ryan Reynolds were in the, the, in the box with her, but they didn't show those two guys. They showed her. <laughs> Yeah. And, as, and as a comic book fan, I was a little upset with that because I wanted to see you. I wanted to see you. I love that, man. And, and one more thing about her. She just won Album of the Year. Who goes to the Grammys, goes up with her acceptance speech and says, oh, by the way, I, for the last two years, I've been working on an album even better than this. Yep. <laughs> I loved it, man. It's, oh, it, was, it was baller. Baller yeah. dude, man. Like, the what is it? The Tortured Poets Department? I can't wait to hear that. I'm, I'll be yeah. the first to say it. I'll be the first to say it. I am a T-Swizzle fan all the way. <laughs> I love what she's doing for the NFL. Honestly, the rest yeah. of these leagues need to they, – the rest of the leagues need to start getting her to, at, their, at their games. It's almost like how Lionel Messi did it for the MLS. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All them yeah. ticket prices have gone wild. But I know he's a player, but, but you've got the same type of effect going on with just somebody about being it at the game. Man, they better not break up. I'll be, so, I'll be devastated. Them no, 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 no. See, 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 no, no. See, Blaine, you're looking at it the wrong way, right? See, with them okay. being together, it's a good thing. If they were to break up, guess what? We all get better music. Oh, that's true. We're getting some oh, fire albums. And, and Travis Kelsey probably put up some MVP numbers out there taking out the aggression on the field, you know. So <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it a bit. 
We'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll listen to tortured poets society. I keep calling it dead poet society. Yeah, no, uh, right. we'll, we'll listen to the tortured poets. And if she's out there writing about route concepts and 88 over 87 over the middle of the field, we'll know there's blood in the water. We know there are going to be problems there. Exactly. Uh, I, I know we're, I know we're running a little short here. So uh, just to wrap things, Nick, I want you to pick who wins the game and what's the score. I am going to pick San Francisco because I feel that uh, Kyle, last time they played, I believe, I believe it was 2020, they left some plays yes. out there. And Jimmy mm. Garoppolo, all he needed to do is run on two plays. He didn't run. It gave Kansas City uh, the advantage. So I'm going to go 49ers in this game, and mm-hmm. I'm going to say 28-21. Ooh. 28-21. All right, I like that. What about you, Alex? Well, good content means hosts disagreeing with each other. I'm going to take the Chiefs, 23-17. It's uh, amazing that the last pick in an NFL draft is now a starting quarterback for a Super Bowl team. Brock Purdy would be a, one of the big stories had it not been for, uh, for the Chiefs or Taylor Swift or Travis Kelsey. But I think it's really cool and special to see that Brock Purdy was here in Southern California after he was Mr. Irrelevant. Pick number 262 in the NFL draft, now starting in a Super Bowl. I think that's pretty special, but still not enough for the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and let's be real, Brock Purdy, he couldn't even afford a ticket to the Super Bowl. No. Think about it. He's got room- he's a professional quarter, he's a professional NFL player, and he has roommates. Roommates. He's making, he, he's he, has making, to live in San, he has to live in San Francisco. You kidding with rent out there? Bex, we, you make we, it, know Bex, we know what real estate is like there. Bex, <laughs> we got, we got an idea. You're making more money in real estate here, Bex, than Brock Purdy's making out there on the, on the NFL as a quarterback. Yeah, I'm that's in the right. Industry. <laughs> well, all right, Bex, let's ask you, who do you got for the game? Or are you just oh, watching for Taylor? Oh, I'm going to be in Taylor. trouble either way I answer. Either way I answer. But you know I got to go for my Niners. So Ooh, okay. I'm going to go for the Niners and 28-14. 28-14. Blowout. Blowout alert. Blowout. I think, man, I think it's going to be the Chiefs all the way. I think it's going to be like 35-17 Chiefs. I'm just going to say that. I think it's going to be – they look good, man. I like them. I do yeah. like Mahomes. I like Kelsey. That's the thing, too. Travis Kelsey was a hell of a player before Taylor Swift. Let's just be real about that. He was, he mm-hmm. was great before that. Yep. I love when people try to take away from either one of them, and you're like, no, no, no. They, they both had their own successes. Let them be. You know. So yeah, there's I no touching it. Taylor's numbers, but he just became – he just passed you – know, speaking of the night, he just passed Jerry Rice with yeah. the most touchdowns, catches, and playoff history. Like, that is, that is special. Incredible, you have to man. get to the playoffs – and they may have added playoff games, but he he is accomplished in his own right. That's for sure. You know that's what, you know true what, definition of a power couple. Next next time we do this, I got to give you guys a little secret, right? Okay. How about how about this for a tease? The next time we talk, I'll tell you exactly how to stop Travis Kelsey. <gasps> oh, right. so okay. so the Niners the Niner so you're pulling for your Niners and you're gonna tell them after the game. <laughs> No, I'm not going to tell them. I mean, I know coaches on the staff, so all I have to do is, <laughs> is text them. Shoot hey, them. make sure you pay attention to these things. I love it. Okay. That. All right, don't tell us ahead of time there because you don't want to get the game plan. So text that out, and then we'll talk <laughs> to you again, and we'll see how there it worked out. But I appreciate you guys jumping on with us. It's Nick Ferguson and Alex Hardy. They got their own show right here. We don't even have a name for you guys' show yet, but we will. It's just Alex and Nick. We just we had too much to say. We let yeah, the cat right. out of the bag. <laughs> They don't need a name. They've no, got they the don't. name. They My name, yeah. Our name is Nick Ferguson. He's the name. That's oh, true. No, no. You can just call us those guys. Those guys. I, I like that. I like that. Those guys. Those guys. Here's those guys with us again. Appreciate you guys jumping on. This has been fun. Yes. 
the next time we talk to him, we're going to have Nick Ferguson is going to actually host his own relationship show here at one point too. Because oh, I like it. He gives great relationship advice. That's not. Mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding about that. He led me to. Maybe I learned something new about you. All right, I'm I'm all ears. We've got if to listen. To been, to me. Seriously, if it hadn't been for Ferg, I might not have ended up with Lindsay. No, no joke. That's wild. Oh, that's, okay. I don't even know that story. story. Oh yeah, it's out, there's my tease. There's my tease for the next time. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you guys jumping on, Great man. To see Thank you guys. You. Thanks. Thanks, Blaine. Thank you both very much. All right, that was that was Nick Ferguson and Alex Hardy, host of the sports show here. It's called Those Guys. You heard it. They call it Those Guys. I so that's what we're going with for the name. So that was Those I Guys at Kidding. Radio Row. Nick's great. I love Nick. Yeah. Yeah, just good dudes. Just good dudes, and I love it because the it's like their name is so perfect. It is. It's you know those guys. You're just like hanging those out guys. with them. Those guys, yeah, man, because later, because they get into some dad talk on the show too, which is real fun. So, I love that the whole relationship talk. Like he said, yeah. you know, you really can relate on a personal level. Everybody's hey, in a relationship. That's no that. joke. That's no joke. Ferg, mm-hmm. if it wouldn't have been for me and Ferg sitting in a dark studio late, lots of nights talking about relationships, I wouldn't ever. Me and Lindsay wouldn't have. Wouldn't have happened. Okay, I, I need to know about that story, oh, Blaine. Man. We're going to get take in. a deep dive on that. We'll have to let Ferg tell that, but <laughs> this was an amazing show. Thanks to Skyler from UtahHustlers.com, Stephen Kloffenstein, and Alex and Ferg. Those guys, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you guys. We'll have to see how that Super Bowl turns out. I hope Taylor Swift makes it. Oh, my gosh. If she doesn't. Oh, I am sweating. Man. Until then. She will. RadioDaybreak.com. Go buy some merch. We'll see you guys next week.